Hey everyone, welcome to the Soul Talk Podcast. My name is Mary Beth Rim, and as a licensed psychotherapist and coach, I am deeply invested in promoting holistic well-being. This podcast is specifically crafted for those who are determined to live a healthier lifestyle and are ready to invest the necessary time and energy to achieve it. However, please be aware that this podcast does not serve as a substitute for medical care or therapy. The primary objective is to delve into the intricate connections between your mind, body, and spirit, and assist you in discovering your true self through enriching conversations that will accompany us as we embark on this journey and put in the miles together. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Soul Talk Podcast. I'm delighted you've chosen to spend some time with me today. In this episode, we're diving deep into a topic that affects many, if not all of us at some point in our lives, drama and its impact on our health. Whether you've been a bystander, participant, or observer, drama touches us in various ways. So let's unpack this together and discover it truly influences our well-being. So grab your headphones, settle in, and let's get started. Drama in the context of human interactions. That can be defined as any situation or series of events that have intense, conflicting, or exaggerated emotional responses. It's often characterized by unnecessary stress, conflict, or misunderstanding. Drama isn't just confined to the world or theater or cinema. It manifests in our day-to-day lives in various forms. And we're going to talk a lot about that. Um, Drama has certainly affected my life in a lot of different uh, arenas. Uh, So here are some various forms that drama affects us. It affects us in our personal relationships. It affects us in our work situations and relationships. It also can affect us while using social media. So let's talk a few seconds about personal relationships and how drama really kind of affects our personal relationships. So from misunderstandings among friends, family, disputes, romantic squabbles, drama and personal relationships can arise from miscommunication, jealousy, or even past unresolved issues. Has this ever happened to you? Either you get into a fight with your family members over some kind of stupid misunderstanding and it's like really, really unnecessary. It's like, where is this coming from? Where in the hell is this coming from? Right? And you're just kind of scratching your head because a lot of times it's, it just kind of comes out of nowhere. It comes out of the blue, but it happens. It happens a lot. And I really believe that it happens in every relationship and and I believe it, it happens 
to everybody, at least at some point in our lives, whether you say that you're going to ignore it or whether you kind of play into it, um, it still affects us in, in one way or another. And especially in our personal relationships, because it really can hurt the relationship. I mean, I get it. People come and go, you kind of grow out of each other, but it doesn't mean that you have to get involved in somebody else's misunderstanding, somebody else's conflict. Because most of the time when drama happens, people are more conflicted within themselves. And then they project all of those feelings and those thoughts and those behaviors onto you. And that's where the drama comes from. So work situations, this can be like office politics, can be competition for promotions, or just plain gossip that can brew in a professional environment. So here, drama can be both overt, like open disagreements, or it can be covert, like behind the scenes manipulation. And that happens again, that happens also in personal relationships. That it, it can really also be overt, like you can have an openly disagreement about something or, you know, covert, like behind the scenes manipulation. And then wham, you just kind of, it get hit by it. Um, and I know work situations can be really hard because this is where people quit. This is where people get fired over other people or again, over drama over unnecessary nonsense. You know, you work for a place because you were picked and hired to do a job that you love, that you're good at. And I always tell people, it's not just, it's not the, it's not the job. It's the people that you have to deal with. And people can be very complicated. And I'll get more into complicated relationships uh, another time. But um, again, just realized that workplace drama really kind of manifests these, these gossipy, uh, competition and somebody just, you know, office politics that really don't really need to be there. You know, you're there at a job or at a company because you're doing something that you like to do. But when somebody interferes with that, there's a problem. Social media. Oh, this is a really good one. In the last, oh, in the last, what, seven, eight years, have you seen, you know, um, friendships die, people unfriending each other, getting into some significant arguments because, again, and I know I talked about beliefs a while back, but again, your belief system and somebody else's belief system can be different. And I, and I mean, we're all not going to believe what other people believe. And that's okay because again, we're unique individuals and that's where we really need to understand that we do have a right to our opinion. What we don't have a right to is to blame, project onto other people and call name calling and 
gossiping and, and getting other people involved, going, you know, getting them onto your side, your team. That's toxic. That's drama. So again, that's something that you really don't want to do. But with social media, with the advent of digital age platforms, drama has found a new stage. It just has. Online confrontations, public call-outs, and the wave of cancel culture make it easy for individuals to get embroiled in digital drama, even if they're just passive observers. Because it just, again, what you believe and what other people believe sometimes can really spark. Um, it can really spark some some heavy feelings about a person. It's like, well, I didn't even know you at all. Who are you? And that's the same thing with personal relationships. It's like, well, I never knew you were like this. Why are you being, why are you being like this? You know, I, where's, what's the misunderstanding? You know, again, social media can be the biggest gossiping platform that was ever invented. So be careful, guard yourself, guard your heart, guard your thoughts, guard your behavior, because what's online and what you write online, even though you can delete something, it's never deleted. It never, ever goes away. So you have to be very careful on how you use social media, because what you do and what you say never, ever goes away. Even though like, like, um, if you're having a confrontation with someone offline, I mean, that can, I mean, unless somebody has a video camera, you know, or, uh, audio, um, that can kind of, you can kind of forget, forgive or whatever you need to do. But with the internet, uh, not so much. So really be careful really guard yourself. And again, what you believe one day may not be something that you believe the next day. So really be careful what you, what you put out there. While drama can sometimes be brushed off as trivial or fleeting, its prevalence in our lives indicates a deeper connection to our emotions, our perceptions, and our reactions. Recognizing and understanding its presence is the first step to addressing its impact on our health and well-being. Again, drama can be extremely toxic to your system. It causes all kinds of stress, all kinds of feelings, all kinds of thoughts that can really poison you. So you really need to be careful. So the different forms of drama, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, back to personal relationships, uh, drama in the bonds that bind. Personal relationships, whether with family, friends, or partners, form the core of our societal and our social existence. These connections are meant to provide support, love, and joy right? <laughs> However, they can also be the very source of drama due to their intimate nature. 
and the weight of expectations that we place on, on them and on people. So here's a closer look. Family. Family drama. I think everybody has ever has had family drama. I don't know anybody who has not. And all the work that I've done with individuals, with families, with couples, uh, there's, there's drama in every single family and every single relationship. And how do you kind of keep that at, at, at bay? How do you navigate through that? So let's talk about the origins of family drama often originates from long-standing issues, particularly misunderstandings, differences in beliefs and values, and the history shared by family members can also bring up past resentments. You have to be really careful about that. And again, I think where the drama comes in with the misunderstandings we do all have different beliefs and different value systems. You know, even though you were brought up to believe a certain way or value something a certain way, um, it's, it's not cut and dry. Your belief systems, that that's what you're always going to believe because this is what I grew up with. And as you grow and you, and, and that's, you should be growing. And as you grow, you're going to have different experiences from these people in your family. You're not going to have the same experiences unless you are, you live with your family on a mountaintop and that's what you do your entire life. But if you kind of drift off. Again, you go to school, you move away, you have different friends of different cultures, different races, different, oh, whatever. And that's where the drama comes in because some people may not agree with you and the relationships or the beliefs that you keep. And that's where the misunderstandings come in. So common, common drama scenarios might include disputes over family responsibilities, financial disagreements, or differences in parenting style. So the way that your parents parented you or may not be the same way that you're going to parent your children and so on and so on. And again, you want to learn from those experiences and again, learn what you want, take what, what you want in terms of the good, throw out the rest and then learn and grow on, you know, parenting styles or even financial, uh, financial re- disagreements in family is, is, could also be a, a killer of a family. It just can really kill the relationship. Uh, so I always say you never do business with family um, because it just never does, does not work out right. And again, those expectations that, well, you are my family member, you're my, my uh, daughter or son or mother or father, you should be doing this or husband or wife or whatever. 
You know, some husband and wife teams work out really well, but some don't. And some parental, you know, uh, businesses are passed down, those sort of things. Uh, sometimes those work out. Sometimes they, sometimes they don't. Um, but again, it's, it's, doesn't mean that we have to cause drama over it either. Um, just kind of, you take them as lessons that, okay, well, I made a mistake. I don't, not sure if I'm going to do that again. Uh, so, so here are some of the consequences. Uh, the close knit nature of families means that drama can affect multiple members, even those not directly involved. This can lead to fractured relationships or isolation of certain members. There could be a lot of splitting that happens in these types of consequences. So again, if somebody does something wrong and they mess up, uh, the person who believes that that other person did wrong will get everybody involved and get them on their side. Or sometimes the person who made the mistake could also get people on their side. Again, it's team, you know, team this or team that, team mistake, team, oh, I'm perfect. I can, you know, I, I didn't do anything wrong here. Well, again, if you're in a relationship, you know, there's some wrong that has happened between all of you. But to gang up on somebody, especially in a family, and then ostracize them or make fun of them or, you know, technically I'm going to say this, abuse them, is not the way to do it. And sometimes in drama can be very abusive. Again, it's toxic. It's very, very toxic. And it's, it, it's abusive. Let's just kind of come out and say what it is. Because that's really what it, what it is or what it can be. Uh, similar to your friendship relationships. Uh, friendship drama often arises from feelings of betrayal, jealousy, and again, misunderstandings. Changing life situations, like moving away or forming new friendships, can also strain bonds. Again, when you're growing and you meet new people, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to cut off the other relationship. But it just means that, you know, you want to explore other relationships too. And that's where the jealousy comes in. It's just like, well, you're not spending enough time with me anymore. You know, you don't, you don't care about me anymore. And again, you, you, some people will pile on the guilt, you know, pile on the shame. And that's where, again, the misunderstandings come in. And that's where the drama comes in. So you have to really realize, you have to understand it's like, do I really want to continue in this relationship if I'm being accused of these things? You know, should I just move on or do I, since I've known this person a long, long time, do I continue in this space of drama? You know, um, I don't think that you should stay in a space of drama, but some people do. And that's where fights come in. That's where a relationship strains. That's where um, the ending of relationships come in. Because again, a lot of it is, you know, misunderstandings. Because again, if you don't know 
the whole situation, if you can't see the entire big picture, then there's, you know, that that's where misunderstandings come in. Um, here's some, you know, some types of drama that happens between those types of strained relationships. Scenarios might include feeling left out, you know, like I just mentioned that the one, you know, one person doesn't feel that you're spending the time that you used to spend with them. Disputes over plans or events or conflicts arising from romantic relationships within a friend group. That's always a, that's always a tricky one because say that you have had this friend group for and even in families, it happens a lot in families, especially who doesn't like whose spouse, who, you know, who's, um, who's not valued, who's, who feels that, you know, they're just not wanted and whatever. Um, it, it happens. And the same thing with friend groups is that you've been with this friend group for, you know, I don't know how many years, whatever years that you've been with this friend group. And then all of a sudden you meet somebody that you may want to have a romantic relationship with or fall in love with. And then that friend group, those friends don't like your new partner. What do you do? You know, that's where drama kind of arises. So what do you do if that, you know, the family members or the friends don't like your new partner? That's a tough one. You know, um, I've been caught up in that myself. Um, for many, many, many years, you know, the feelings of being unwanted, uh, the feelings of not wanting to, um, you know, just uh, gossiping behind my back about whatever. And, and half the time these, you know, these people don't really even know me. And that's the whole issue with drama is that you don't get to know that person for who they really are. They may be beautiful on the outside, but they may certainly be crappy on the inside. So you just have to um, really think about those things. I mean, I, I realize that a lot of these conversations that that I have tend to be very, fairly deep. And a lot of people don't go deep. And a lot of relationships are extremely superficial. You know, what you see again on the outside... Um, cannot, I mean, what you, what, what is seen on the outside is not on the inside. What is on the inside may not necessarily be on the outside either. So you have to really just look at the whole picture, you know, get to know somebody. Sometimes people are very guarded. They will not let you into their world. They will not allow you to get to know them. And those kind of people, I always say, just kind of run the other way. Because if you can't get, if you, if they don't want you to know them, then there's something that's wrong. Something that I think that is extremely wrong. Uh, consequences of this is drama among friends can result in a group divisions. Again, spread of rumors or the end of longstanding friendships over one person. So that's, you know, again, that's, that's pretty tough. Uh, partner relationships, uh, drama and romantic relationships often stems from issues of trust, communication breakdowns, 
or differing life goals and priorities. You're going to get that. And again, when, when I've worked with couples, there'll be one couple that's lagging way behind another, another person that'll be like way out in front. You know, if you really care about that person, you know, you'll, again, you'll, you'll kind of want to be with them and, and, and ask them what their goals are, ask them where they want to go. Because if it's way too far out and they don't, they just want to stay stuck and they want to be in whatever, in their own little world, then, you know, maybe you need to really rethink the relationship. But I don't think that, again, it, it should be a cause for drama. It should be a cause for, okay, let's, how do we, you know, life is about growth. How do we grow together? And a lot of times you're not going to grow together. You're going to, you're just not. Um, I've been married 41 years and, you know, we have not grown together a lot of times. We're on the same page about certain things and other things we're not on the same page, but you have to really pick what's really important. What is important to you? What is important to them? When you're in a couple's relationship, a partner relationship, you want to you want to really be on board with, with that is that are we together, even though we may not, we may have different areas that of interest and that's okay. You want to, because you're both individuals. Doesn't mean that you have to do the exact same thing at the exact same time because you're not. And that's where the relationship grows because, and that's where respect is built that you can respect the person where they are because where you are is where you are in this time. Where they are is going to be where they are. It does not mean that it should stir up drama. Issues of trust, that's, you know, if trust has been broken, um, infidelity, lying, those types of things, then really, um, really look at that too. But, uh, you know, and that does stir up a lot of drama and that stirs up so much, so much emotions. The emotions are really high and tense during that time. Um, some common sources of drama include jealousy, disagreements about future plans, like marriage or children, or a conflict about boundaries. You know, again, just because you're a couple doesn't mean that you have to be on top of each other either. You know, you should have certain level of boundaries that you know, I need my time, you need your time, and I respect that. Um, so if, if these things are not addressed, drama in romantic relationships or any relationships, family, friends, it can escalate to more serious issues. And a lot of stuff that you don't even realize because you'll, some days you'll be like, Oh, what were we fighting about? We were fighting about this little small issue. And then all of a sudden it got to be something that was totally blown out of proportion. Um, and so some of the serious issues are, you know, the emotion or physical distancing, you know, you just, you know, that's, that's drama as well. When you just sort of, um, distance yourself from that person. 
emotionally and physically, breakdowns in trust, or even the end of the relationship. A lot of, sometimes it depends on the drama. It could be the end of the relationship. It just, it just can be because, you know, again, we're human beings and we can only take just so much. So in personal relationships, the stakes are often high. Emotions run deep and the impact of drama can be very profound. Because these relationships are central to our well-being, it's essential to recognize the sources of drama and take steps to address and mitigate them, ensuring that our most cherished connections remain strong and fulfilling. The workplace drama and navigating the professional minefield can be very difficult. Hmm. Sometimes you lose your best workers over this. In the workplace, while primarily a space of professional growth and collaboration, is also a melting pot of diverse personalities, ambitions, and dynamics. So it's no surprise that drama often services there. Um, so here are some of the, the main culprits of that gossip. Um, Gossip usually begins with the sharing of personal or sensitive information, whether it's true or false, about someone not present in the conversation. Gossip is a killer. It just is. And the person gossiping, like sometimes they, they should not be gossiping, you know, about somebody else or spilling somebody else's issues. We, as human beings, we all have issues. Every last one of us. No one is perfect. And for someone to break that trust, break that bond, can really be deadly and toxic. And it, how does it affect your well-being? Is that emotionally and physically you can break down. And sometimes the workplace is the worst place that causes a lot of stress due to this type of stuff. So this might range from, the gossip might range from discussions about someone's personal life or performance critiques, which may or again, may or may not be true, speculations about job positions and company movements. The consequences to gossip can erode trust within teams, create an atmosphere of suspicion and even harm in individuals' professional reputation and opportunities. So also uh, the next one is, is competition. It causes healthy competition. It, that can spur productivity. That doesn't really necessarily cause drama. And again, um, you know, it's it, an innovation, but when it turns cutthroat and you're really hating on that person and, 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 it becomes a source of drama. This can arise from limited resources, promotions, and recognition within the company. So you need to really be careful. I mean, I mean, having a healthy competition is, that's a good thing. Because again, that's what causes growth. Because you want to grow. But once, when it becomes nasty, then that's not growth at all. That sets everybody back including yourself. So you don't, 
really want to do that. Uh, some examples include taking credit for other people's work. Ever have that happen? Uh-huh, I've had that happen. Backstabbing or intentional sabotage of colleagues' projects. <laughs> oh, I've seen this. Yes. You know, matter of fact, even though I've worked in a mental health uh, facility for quite some time, um, believe it or not, this type of drama and stuff happens all the time. Even in those types of environments, you'd think that, you know, um, colleagues would be supportive, would be caring, compassionate. Not everyone is like that. Just isn't. There's a lot of backstabbing that goes on. There's a lot of people taking credit. Again, a lot of gossip that goes on behind the scenes. So you really want to... Um, you really want to just not take part in, in that. And it's sometimes it's really hard to walk into work when you know that this type of stuff is going on. So that's where you need to make decisions on what, do, what am I going to do with my career? Where am I going? What do, I, do I really want to stay here? Is this healthy for me? Um. So overly competitive environments, they can lead to reduced team collaboration, high burnout, and high, very high employee turnover because there are not everybody that's going to put up with that kind of, kind of bullshit. That's for sure. Just isn't. Um, office politics, that happens all the time. Office politics often stem from power dynamics, differences in views or jockeying for favorable positions within the organization. Uh, this can manifest in forming alliances against certain colleagues, lobbying for specific changes that benefit only a subset of employees. Not everybody, but only just a core of employees, or manipulating situations for personal gain. Navigating office politics can drain an employee's mental energy, making them less focused on their actual work. I know a lot of times we blame ADHD for some of this, but I think a lot of it is drama. A lot of it is feelings that you're not wanted there, uh, feelings that you're not valued, and that that causes you to not focus on your work. And it can lead to feelings of exclusion, unfairness, and dissatisfaction with the job. Uh, so navigating workplace drama requires a mix of emotional intelligence, <laughs> which will I will uh, talk about at a later date, uh, clear co communication, and sometimes setting firm boundaries that I'm not playing this game. I'm not hopping on this roller coaster. I did not get a ticket for this, so I am not doing that. Um, so while some level of drama might be unavoidable in any social situation, recognizing and addressing its roots in the workplace is essential for maintaining a healthy and productive work environment. Let's, uh, let's now talk about social media and navigating this digital digital age, which I've seen as fairly toxic over the last probably decade since it's really, um, everybody is on it. 
I mean, when I first uh, signed up for Facebook, um, even Twitter, there was just a few people that were on it, and a lot of them were business contacts that, or some friends that I knew. And we were just, you know, the the goal was to keep in touch. Um, and the goal was to have, you know, again, let people into your life and let them get to know you. But today it's, it's, it's just totally different. So the rise of social media platforms has drastically reshaped how we communicate, how we connect, and even how we have conflicts, <laughs> which I see all the time. Uh, while these platforms offer numerous benefits, they also serve as breeding grounds for drama on a scale previously unimaginable. Um, what I have seen is, you know, again, everybody has a right to their own beliefs. Everybody has a right to their own opinions. But what they don't have a right to do is make fun of other people, call them names, blame, and also, you know, your beliefs are your beliefs, but they are not, um, you know, they're just not the way. It's not, you know, we don't live in a one-all, be-all society. We live in a diverse society and we also have to learn to accept people for who they are what they believe and go with that and you may disagree disagreements are are normal that's okay but where the drama comes in is where you're calling somebody out for their beliefs as stupid as wrong as awful as whatever you know uh, your beliefs aren't aren't top notch your beliefs are just your beliefs and that's that's just it that's what you know it's okay but when we have to make fun of people and when we have to blame them and when we call names that's drama and that's toxic and social media can be extremely toxic so here's how drama unfolds in the digital realm. Online confrontations. Oh, you've seen that. People being keyboard uh, warriors. No disagreements and misunderstandings that might have once been settled privately and now escalate publicly with the ease of a tweet or a post. Hmm. How many of us seen that in the last several years? I know I have. And they're not right. Mm -mm. And then again, other people get involved in it going, yeah, or no. You know, they take their stand because they believe what they believe. Which you have a right to believe what you believe. But you, again, you don't have a right to call somebody out for their, their beliefs. Or let them know that, you know, name call, things like that. Um, these can range from debates on personal opinions, reactions to global events, or even disputes over seemingly trivial matters. Um, 
Public online confrontations can attract a flurry of comments. <laughs> Ever see a thread like way long? You know, back and forth, back and forth. Take it. These things take on a life of their own. They constrain relationships. It causes emotional distress. Some people lose sleep over this stuff. You know, again, it's just like a, a person that you used to know. You no longer know because you're like, you know, why are they, why are they calling me names? Why are they calling me out? Why, you know, what's all this, this toxic behavior? Um, it, and even, and it, and it even can go offline. There's offline repercussions that can happen. Again, losing the relationship. Public callouts on social media. So when someone perceives an injustice or wrongdoing, they feel that they have to call it out. The individual organization responsible and seeking accountability. I've seen a lot of this, especially lately on social media. And callouts can concern genuine issues like discriminatory remarks, unethical behavior, or they might be based on under misunderstandings or misinformation. Um, it happened a lot during COVID, a lot of misinformation and misunderstandings during, during that time. You know, one person believed this and another person believed that. Again, your beliefs are your beliefs. So while some call-outs lead to positive change and accountability, others can result in undue harassment, doxing, or even threats to the called-out party. And again, this causes real toxic behavior, violence, um, a lot of things like that. Um, cancel culture, what exactly is that? It's an extension of the call-out culture. Canceling refers to boycotting or shunning an individual or entity perceiving to have acted wrongly in your eyes. Not in everyone's, but in your eyes. And cancel campaigns often begin with a specific incident like a controversial statement or past actions. And as this snowballs, as more people jump on the bandwagon, it really snowballs one way or the other. It just snowballs. And again, that kills relationships. It's toxic to your health. It's just, it's not good. So while the intention might be to hold people accountable, cancel culture can sometimes be excessive, leading to loss of livelihood, mental health challenges, or a per personal tarnishing of, of a reputation without a path to redemption. For users of social media, it's vital to approach digital drama with discernment. The line between holding someone accountable and contributing to a hostile online environment can be thin. Ensuring we engage constructively, fact-checking before reacting. And remember the human on the other side of the screen is crucial in navigating this new age of dis digital interactions. So drama really has an immediate effect on our health as mental health impacts. This is the unseen toll of drama. Drama where originating from personal relationships, workplace conflicts, or online interactions can significantly influence our mental health well-being. While reactions to drama can vary from person to person, 
Some common mental health impacts includes anxiety, fear of judgment, uncertainty about how situations will unfold, or the potential for conflicts to escalate can trigger anxious feelings. Sometimes um, it it really shuts a person down to where they're just, I'm just not going to say anything. I'm not going to interact with anybody. You know, again, we we are wired for human connection. We are wired um, for relationships. But when drama comes in, that's really tough. Symptoms might, in, you know, the manifestations of symptoms might include restlessness. Oh, you're, you're not sleeping. Rapid heartbeat, excessive worry, your irritability, and even causes panic attacks. Again, with the anxiety, it can snowball into a panic attack. And the consequences are chronic exposure to drama leads to a generalized anxiety disorder where an individual constantly feels anxious without any specific cause. It's just, just that way. Also, drama causes stress, a lot of stress. The constant navigation of conflicts. You know, again, walking on eggshells, being around somebody that's, you know, causing this drama, trying to mitigate situations or feeling pressured to pick sides in a dispute can also be stress-inducing and manifest physical symptoms like headaches, muscle tension, sleep disturbances, stomach issues. Behaviorally, it leads to changes in your appetite. You procrastinate. You're not focused on, on work. You're not focused on your family, you're not focused on your relationships, and it can increase your use of alcohol or drug use. That is not a good thing. That is even more toxic than the drama. Excessive use of alcohol and drugs leads to significant behavioral issues and also can cause more drama. The consequences are of prolonged stress can weaken your immune system. You continually be sick increases the risk of chronic diseases, cause uh, high blood pressure, heart disease, and also impairs your cognitive functioning. Also depression, causes depression, uh, feelings trapped in dramatic situations. You feel like you can't get out of the drama. <laughs> you can't get off stage. You can't get, you, you cannot get, uh, you can't get off that roller coaster. Um, you know, <laughs> feeling of experiencing repeated conflicts, whether it's facing online harassment, that can lead to feelings of hopelessness and despair. Uh, Manifesting persistent feelings of sadness, loss of interest in previously enjoyed activities, fatigue, changes in sleep patterns, feelings of worthlessness or suicidal thoughts. A lot of times during family drama, this really can manifest into um, where you used to really enjoy getting together for parties or picnics or whatever it is with family. Now it's like, I want to avoid that because it just isn't, it's toxic for me. It's not good, you know? So you just, you really want to think about these things. And again, think about, understanding about the person that's uh, going through this. So without proper intervention, 
Depression can impact every aspect of an individual's life, from relationships and job performances to their physical health. So the effects of drama on mental health can be profound and far-reaching. It's essential to recognize these impacts early. Seek support, whether it's from um, a trusted friend, a family, or a professional therapist. Actually, I really would um, avoid, you know, again, the trusted friend because of, um, or even family members. Because again, you don't want to get involved in that drama. Um, taking steps to minimize the exposure to trauma, stepping, taking a step back, um, setting boundaries and practicing self-care are crucial in maintaining a healthy mind in the face of drama's challenges. A lot of times when we decide that, you know, we're going to just, um, take a step back or isolate um, you know, that causes you to miss out on what actually could be probably a, a, a good time. But on the other hand, also, um, ignoring the drama, uh, it's, it's, you, you really can't really ignore the drama, um, because it just doesn't, um, it just doesn't work. So, <clears throat> but chronic exposure to drama causes burnout and exhaustion. Um, burnout and exhaustion aren't just terms reserved for the overworked. They can also arise from emotional and physical toll of consistently dealing with trauma. So here's a closer look at how drama can push individuals towards these states. Burnout. Burnout is a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. So when drama becomes a constant figure, whether it's in personal relationships, family relationships, workplace, or even online, you can feel perpetually on edge. How does it manifest? It manifests feelings of cynicism and detachment from situations or people. You know, again, you can really miss out on some good stuff too, because it, it's not necessarily all bad. Um, you can reduce your performance at work, feelings of ineffectiveness and lack of accomplishments. The consequences of this, it's if it's left un, unaddressed, burnout can lead to a more severe mental health issues, including major depression, anxiety panic attacks, and increased vulnerability to physical illness. So again, you want to really tap in to yourself and you want to take care of yourself. Um, that's really huge. Um, exhaustion, uh, constantly navigating and addressing or even avoiding drama. That requires energy, lots of it, and you're depleted. Over time, the re this relentless need to be alert and responsive can lead to profound fatigue. Again, walking on eggshells, damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of thing. Am I, you know, am I saying the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? Because you don't want to piss somebody off. 
well, it's going to happen. So what do you do about it? You know, again, you have to protect yourself. And it manifests into persistent tiredness, reduced energy levels, diminished cognitive abilities, like focus and memory, and just an overall feeling of being drained. And the consequences is beyond just feeling tired. Exhaustion can lead to a weakened immune system and cause you to, to become sick. Reduced motivation and an increase of risk of accidents due to impaired judgment or slower reflexes. So here's some ideas on coping and prevention. Set boundaries. Determine what you will and won't tolerate. This can mean distancing oneself from a perpetually dramatic individual or situation. Or setting strict limits on engagement. I've had to do that many times over and over and over again. Again, but sometimes these people keep coming back. And the same drama kind of continues as well. But by setting boundaries and letting somebody know, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm not on this, I'm not going to ride this roller coaster anymore. I'm done. So take your drama someplace else. Set those boundaries. Self-care. Engage in activities that rejuvenate you. You know, I like to run. Running is, is something that helps clear my head. I love to read. Reading is very relaxing to me. Meditating. It's essential to have moments where you recharge because if you're constantly in that toxic situation, there is no way that you're going to be able to recharge and rejuvenate. You're going to stay in that emotional and physical distress and you don't want to do that. So you want to, again, limit exposure of certain platforms like social media are constant sources of drama Take a break. Limit limit your daily usage. You know, remember, well, occasional drama might be unavoidable, which it is. Because again, we're individuals and that's what we do. Um, it's transformation into a chronic state, isn't. It's essential to be proactive, recognize the signs and take steps to protect both you your mental health, and your physical well-being. So again, that's really what you want to do. So how do you protect yourself? Again, mindfulness and relaxation. Engage in your activities. Meditation really helps. It helps calm the nervous system. Exercise helps calm the nervous system to where you're, you feel better. Deep breathing exercises, yoga. These practices reduce stress and in turn support your immune function. And that's, again, that's part of self-care. Healthy lifestyles, eating a balanced diet, regularly exercising, and adequate sleep. If you're not sleeping over somebody else's drama or the drama that was, you know, came into your life, um, that's not good because you can't function on a couple hours of sleep. You know, so it's not only boosts your immune system, but also helps in managing your stress. And limit trauma exposure. While not always possible, try to distance yourself 
from these sources of continuous drama. Set those boundaries and seek positive environments and seek positive relationships. You know, sometimes, again, uh, when you start a relationship, it's like, ah, yeah, it's great and wonderful. And then later on down the road, it takes a turn. It takes a turn for the worst. Um, So, you again, you, you always have to be conscious of what you're stepping into pretty much, you know. So understanding the connection between drama and immune health emphasizes the importance of managing stresses in your life. A proactive approach to well-being can ensure that your body remains resilient against the potential health threats. Um, cause, it can cause a lot of um, physical and mental health challenges. So there is a psychological alert of drama. <laughs> um, you know, again, the allure of drama is like a dopamine surge almost. Um, humans have an innate attraction to drama. And while it might seem uh, paradoxical, given the, its potential negative impacts on your health, this attraction can be explained by various biological, psychological, and social factors. So one of the primary biological factors is the neurotransmitter dopamine. So what's the role of dopamine? It's often referred to as the feel-good neurotransmitter. It plays a role in pleasure, reward, motivation, and reinforcement of certain behaviors. So if you're out there causing drama, it can feel good for you. Because again, at times you can get other people, a whole lot of people on your side. Look at me, look at me, I'm being, I'm the victim, I'm the victim. Oh, look at me, I'm being persecuted whether you are or you aren't. <laughs> so drama's impact, when faced with drama, there's a sense of novelty and unpredictability. So the brain responds by releasing dopamine, which can make the situation feel, it can feel exciting or engaging, even if it's negative. And so the dopamine release can reinforce our attraction to dramatic situations because they become associated with this neurochemical reward. So causing drama can sometimes be a reward. Uh, other biological factors is an adrenaline rush. Drama can also stimulate the release of adrenaline, another neurotransmitter associated with the, the fight or flight experience or response. This can create a feeling of alertness and excitement. Brain wiring. Our brains are wired to be attentive to potential threats in our environment. Drama, which often signals conflict or change, naturally grabs our attention. That's why social media can be extremely toxic because it's addictive. We can become very addictive to drama because it serves a purpose. Sometimes it can make us feel good. It grabs us. It grabs our attention. 
those psychological factors, observing drama, especially in the media, or other people's lives, so you live vicariously through these people, allows us to experience intense emotions and situations vicariously. This can be a way to feel without any kind of direct consequences. It also can be self-validating. So sometimes being a part of or experiencing drama can provide a sense of validation for us, especially if we perceive ourselves as being on the right side or if our viewpoints are being affirmed. And some social factors is group dynamics. Humans are inherently social beings. Drama can serve as a bonding experience or a way to establish in-group and out-group dynamics. And conversation and connection, discussing dramatic events or shared experience can provide topics of conversation, fostering connection and social interactions. And again, which stimulates the brain. Cultural media influences. Many stories, whether in books, movies, or TV shows, revolve around conflict, drama. That's the big theater. You know, again, when we're watching or even reading a book or reading a novel and you're on the edge of your seat to find out what's, what's going to happen, you know, what's going to happen to this person. Um, it's enticing. So the immediate feedback loop of likes, shares, and comments can further reinforce our attraction to dramatic events. And again, when, you, when it's on T, you know, when it's on social media and you're getting all these likes and loves and comments and whatever, it feeds our, you know, it goes straight to our brain going ding, 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 ding. Yes, yes, yes. I'm valued. I'm valued. And again, that's, that's where, um, you know, you're, you're just, you feel good. The The brain just stimulates. It's addicting. Drama is very addicting. So understanding our attraction to drama is essential. Not just a quirky aspect of human nature, but also to navigate it heavily. So by being aware of the dopamine hit and other factors that draw us to drama, we can make more informed choices about our engagements and reduce potential negative impacts on our well-being. So really kind of keep, um, be aware of that. Yes, and sometimes drama can be beneficial. <laughs> How is that? Drama is a catalyst, ign igniting conversations on important issues. So in the vast realm of human interactions, drama often stands out as a prominent player. While it's easy to dismiss drama as mere sensationalism or an unnecessary distraction, it can serve a more profound, pivotal role. You know, it can spark conversations on essential and sometimes challenging topics. So here's how drama can catalyze some such uh, dialogue. So drawing attention, highlighting the unseen. So many Critical issues remain under the radar due to lack of awareness or deliberate suppression. But drama can thrust these topics into the spotlight, making them impossible to ignore. It breaks up the monotony, the emotional intensity of drama captures attention, interrupting the routine and forcing individuals to take notice. 
can also challenge the status quo. Drama often arises from conflicts between established norms and progressive ideas. The tension provides an opportunity for society to reevaluate and potentially outdated, outdate, outdated beliefs and practices. These are heavily um, talked about now. Again, it's, it, the status quo is always being um, looked at, always being um, questioned. Uh, so again, you want to facilitate change. It can f- facilitate change. So the attention garnered by dramatic events can mobilize public opinion, potentially leading to societal or some um, policy changes. You know, it's also a educational tool. You know, so while drama immediate effects might seem disruptive, its long-term implications can be also profoundly transformative. And it doesn't mean that if there's drama between certain people that you walk away forever. There is hope that you can come together and see each other as human beings and not just objects and understand that person where they're coming from and have empathy, have compassion and acceptance for that person because it serves as a mirror reflecting societal issues or even personal issues. It's a megaphone amplifying marginal voices and a bridge connecting diverse perspectives. When approached constructively, the conversations ignited by drama can lead to increased understanding, unity, and also uh, positive change. So that's kind of really... Um, really how you want to look at drama. So um, it's not all bad. It's not all good. You know, um, it's just, it just is. But when it's, you know, when it's something that's ongoing and negative, that's when you want to really rethink of, What do I need to do? Do I need to walk away for a while? Not forever, but maybe for a while. Um, So, you know, again, I I want to thank you for joining me in this enlightening discussion on drama. So until next time, you want to stay aware, stay positive, and you, most importantly, you want to take care of yourself. Um, So as I wrap up today's discussion, um, I'm curious to hear some of your personal experiences with drama. Uh, have you ever felt physically or mentally drained because of drama? How did you handle it? Um, you can reach out to me uh, by email at mb at mbrim.com. That's mb at mbhrim.com. And, you know, just let me know what how you handle drama. What, what do you think of it? Have you ever caused drama? Have you been a a party to it in any way? Um, you know, your experiences and coping mechanisms, they can provide 
invaluable insights for others going through similar situations, whether it's a personal story or a strategy you found effective. You know, I'd love to hear from you for sure. So I invite you to share your thoughts and experiences um, on our podcast, social media pages. Um, I do have a group. Um, it's called High Impact Series on Facebook. Now let me know what you think about this particular topic. It's not a topic that everybody really discusses. They just kind of go with it. It's just like, you know, yeah, that person's just being that person. Um, but you also might offer someone else a fresh perspective or the comfort of knowing that you're, you're not alone in these feelings. And sometimes that's what happens is that when we get caught up in drama, we feel, we feel alone. So together as a community, we can navigate the challenges of drama and its effects on our well-being. So learning from each other's experiences, we look forward to reading your stories and insights. So remember that everyone's journey to better health and wellness is unique, and it's important to find strategies and practices that work for you. By prioritizing self-care, staying active, getting enough sleep, connecting with others in a healthy way, eating a balanced meal, managing your stress, you can take control of your own health and well-being and achieve a better quality of life. Thank you for tuning in to the Soul Talk podcast. I trust that this episode has provided you with invaluable insights and strategies for enhancing your health and well-being. To keep the conversation going, connect with me on social media. Uh, you can find me on Instagram under LCSWRunner. Also on, uh, on Facebook under High Impact Series group uh, or page, actually. So please stay tuned for forthcoming episodes where we will delve deeper into a range of wellness-related topics. Remember, prioritizing your wellness is an ongoing journey, not a destination. By consistently putting in the effort and practicing self-care, you can achieve optimal well-being and live your best life. So let's embark on this journey together and put in the miles.